Hey, did you know this podcast is now on Instagram? You probably did. I followed a lot of people this week. But if you didn't, check it out. It is at First Time Bible Teacher. Just search for that on Instagram. I tried to find the name for the at symbol. It's literally just called the at symbol. So that fun fact got ruined. If you follow First Time Bible Teacher on Instagram, you'll know about new and upcoming episodes. I'll ask some questions about things that you may want to hear about with upcoming topics using that annoying question thing that all your friends have been doing and generally just give you a chance to get your feedback to be able to help guide this podcast going forward. So you can check that out. As always, there's writing about teaching and the Bible in general on my website, brianrhiggins.com. Today's topic is applications, but first, here's our theme music. I'm not sure if I've mentioned this before on the podcast. That song is called Flight Wave by a group called Calm Trues. Thanks so much to them for letting us use it. I reached out to his lawyer before I started this podcast, knowing that I wanted to use that song. I remember being really nervous. I wrote out this whole long thing. I really checked every word and made sure that it flowed really well. Uh, Just from the standpoint of like, I'm getting his name associated with a Bible podcast. Are they going to be cool with that? And just really wrote out this good thing, and literally two minutes later, after a solid hour of working on that email, got the response, all good, just credit us when you can, sent from iPhone. It was great. So this is me mentioning it when I can. Flight Wave by Calm Trues, great song. Today we're talking about applications, how to use them well, and how to make sure you're giving people things that they can do differently based on your message. So Before we even get into the purpose of applications, I just kind of want to define application. There's a lot of misconception and a lot of people have different ideas of how practical a thing needs to be before you can accurately call it an application. So for the purpose of our conversation, and we're being pretty broad, application is just giving your audience a tangible way to respond to the message. And it could be immediately right in that room. Most likely, it's something that they're carrying out with them in regular life. So applications are how you take the big ideas of the Bible and begin showing people, here's how you live them out. So with that as our definition, the purpose of them becomes very clear. The purpose of an application is you help your audience respond to and live out a message. When I think about the way the book of Acts describes Christianity, it's people who were followers of the way of Jesus. People that said the kind of life, the kind of ideals, the kind of things that Jesus stood for and represented, we want to follow in those ways. And that is the tradition that we're carrying. That's the thing that we're picking up and following along in. We should be able to call ourselves followers of Jesus especially as we teach the Bible and as we teach people, you know, we're not just saying here's a bunch of ideas you should believe and think about sometimes. We're saying here's a way of life as well that you should follow and walk in. So by giving people really tangible ways of here's how a Christian can respond to this idea, you help people in a lot of ways. You also help take big abstract principles and make them concrete. It's very easy to just kind of think about God in general. It's very easy to kind of sit back and say, well, I bet God may or may not be something like this or not like this. Those are easy conversations to have, and anyone can have those conversations, and probably more people than we think are having those kinds of conversations, because as long as it's abstract, it doesn't make 
too great of a difference in my life here and now. Jesus should make a difference in your life here and now. It should not be a set of abstract principles that you just kind of listen to and move on from. We want to take the thoughts and intentions of the Bible and make them practical in people's lives. It's very often people wait for the mystical in their relationship with God. They wait for some kind of moment where the room shakes or where the word burns in their heart so deeply, or they they just wait for something. Whereas a lot of our applications, the things that we're going to tell people, because the Bible says this, you should do this in response, they're going to be very plain. They're going to be very normal feeling. They're not going to feel like some great mystical event has happened to us or anything like that. They're going to feel like normal stuff. And that's a good thing. It's okay that we're giving people normal feeling applications. That still helps them. As we were teaching through the book of Joshua in the youth group that I lead, one quote that really stood out to me was from a commentator named Dale Ralph Davis. And he said, we must beware of thinking that God is only in the earthquake, wind, and fire, of thinking that manna, but not grain, is God's food. Most of God's gifts to his people are not dazzling and gaudy, but wrapped in simple brown paper. Quiet provisions of safety on the highway health of children, picking up a paycheck, supper with the family, all in an ordinary day's work for our God. That was something that he said about the people of Israel crossing the Jordan and going into the promised land and how God cut off the supply of manna at that point. It's not because he stopped providing, it's because he provided in a way that just feels more natural to us. And in our teaching, we can, through application, provide the things of God and the ideas of God to people in a way that may feel natural, but that helps break them of this thinking that God only speaks in mystical, miraculous, powerful ways. Sometimes just a simple new thing that they can obey or a reminder of a simple old thing that they need to go back to obeying. Those are really helpful things to give the people. So that's the purpose of applications. We want to help people live out the things of scripture and let it influence their daily lives. So when it comes time to make applications, the practice of applications, you want to make sure that it is a clear principle from your text. Maybe as I'm talking about the idea of application, you're already kind of recoiling a little bit and thinking, oh, so all of my messages should just be about things that people do. It should just be about giving moral principles. Well, no, there's a lot of good things that people should do, but the text that you're teaching probably only has a couple. So make sure you're not just saying, here's my text about generosity, therefore read your Bible more. You know, that's a good thing that people should do, but that's not something that's clearly coming out of your text. If you're teaching a passage on forgiveness, then there are some really clear principles that you can pull and turn into application. You need to ask yourself, when you're trying to apply things, not just what do these people in front of me need, but what does this, what does this text tell them they should do? What does this particular Bible text guide them towards? Otherwise, we're just a list of rules, and that's not something that we want to be. Also, when you're teaching applications, you want to, in your delivery, try to get out of your notes as much as you can. Uh, When you're going over some really deep study about how the text works together, that makes sense to people that that's coming from your notes. That's probably not stuff that you just had 
rattling in your brain already. That's stuff you studied for and you're showing people, I studied for this and because of that, I'm gonna read from my notes a little bit more. That's okay. When it's application time, this is when your message comes to life. This is when the ideas of scripture begin to have hands and feet. And so because of that, you want to, in your teaching, be very present in the room when it comes time for applications. That's when you can show just by your posture, by the fact that you're not looking at your notes in that moment, by your even placement with the podium. Sometimes when I'm teaching and it's time to really get down to the application of things, I will walk in front of the podium or I'll walk away from it so that it's clear there's just a guy in the room with you right now. There's not this whole deep study thing with you and especially really work to make eye contact during that time. That is the moment in your message when you're telling people, here is what you can do differently. You're no, I mean, you're still talking about the text, but you're no longer talking from the text, if you, if you catch that. You're talking to the people directly in front of you. And so make sure that is very clear in the way that you deliver it. You don't want application to just kind of blend into everything else. I know one of the things that I'll do in my youth group that I learned from my youth pastor before me is even I will, when it's time for an application or some kind of really big point that's gonna lead to application, I'll pause and I'll just go, everybody look up here real quick and I'll get everyone to look up from the different things they're doing. And in my head, I'm counting to three or four Mississippi. I'm just giving it a little bit of time, letting them kind of all gather together, waiting for them all to be right there in that moment and then giving them that thing that they can do differently or giving them that practical life moment that is gonna be needed or that thing that they're gonna need to walk away with. What should you avoid with applications? One, don't always make your applications about yourself. No one really likes it when the preacher is always the hero of the application of, if today we're talking about Bible reading, here's what I do in, in my Bible reading, and here's the 25 chapters that I read a day. You may do that, and that's awesome for you, but if you're always presenting yourself as the one who's doing really great at applying this stuff from Scripture, you begin to subtly just show people this isn't necessarily from the Bible. This is something that I'm really good at. People can naturally begin to think, oh, so that teacher's really good at doing this stuff, but I don't know how that's going to get down to me. So if you're giving them yourself as the hero of your application, it's going to become very difficult to track along with. But the same is true the other way. If you're always making yourself the villain of your applications, that's also no good. Then people are going to stop listening to you for a completely different reason. If you're always, this is something that's really tough to do, but I believe in, in doing this. And really, I struggle with this in my own life. This is an ideal that I hope to live up to, but that I don't always make it to. If you're always doing that, then your applications have no teeth to them. They become unimportant. If I'm listening to a Bible teacher and they're saying, here's this really great application that I'm not good at living out, there's a subtle part in my brain that starts to think, so I can be as good a Christian as that person is without doing the thing they just told me to do. Okay, so that's like an optional Christian thing. And you don't wanna share that with people. Don't always make your applications about yourself. If it's always about you, then it's not about the people in front of you. And when you're making applications, it should explicitly be about the people in front of you. I would say another thing to avoid with applications, don't pack them everywhere in your message. 
there should not be applications all over the place. If at every point it's just about what we do through your teaching, then what you're subconsciously training people to do is that in every moment of their scripture reading, they should be looking for the thing that they do differently. And sometimes that's not what the Bible intends at any one moment. Sometimes there are entire books of the Bible that are letters written to address one problem that may only have a couple applications, and that's fine. Most of the book may just be, here's something to believe instead. Here's something to think about. Here's something about the Lord to hold on to and really think through in difficult times or when you face these different things. It could be all sorts of different stuff. You don't want to pack applications all over the place. If applications are everywhere and every three verses or every point you're slowing down and you're saying, well, here's how we can do this thing instead, uh, a message with a thousand points becomes pointless. And a message with a thousand applications becomes something you can't apply at all because how would you even begin to tackle a topic like that? So if your applications are everywhere, it's very easy as the listener to just kind of say, I guess this is something that I'm not going to be able to accomplish. Whereas if your applications are in just a few spots, then that's something that people can hang on to. Also, what to avoid with your applications? Don't have them just seamlessly flow with everything else. Your applications should stand out. We talked about that a little bit already in the way that you deliver them. And your applications should be different from everything else you're saying. If everything else you're pulling out is from the text or explanation of the text, then application is the only thing that takes your text and brings it into real life. It's the only thing that shows people, here's how you respond because of this text. So make your application stand out. Say them very explicitly. Break from the normal flow of your message that you have going at that moment. Sometimes even, I normally keep my applications towards the end, and that's something we'll talk about in just a second, but as I go into the time where I'm getting ready for my applications, there are times where I will walk away from the podium and I will say, so let's say you've been totally confused by all of this. What do I do differently because of this text? It totally breaks the rhythm of everything else I've said to that point. But by calling that out, you call people out of whatever, um, whatever drifting they've done before that moment and you pull their minds back into it for the thing that they can walk away with which leading then to some practical tips to close. Normally, like I just said, I save my applications for the end. Applications need to be lived. People need to remember them. If they don't remember what the application is, then they can never live it out in real life. They can never bring it with them for the rest of their week. So if you save your applications towards the end, it gives them a better chance of remembering it, but also it shows how your application is coming from your text. It should be the last thing because logically it's the last thing. First you begin with what does the Bible say, then you show what it means and why that matters, and then you finally answer the question, what do I do differently because of it? So if you have that logical flow, then it makes sense that your applications are gonna be saved for the end. Another practical tip, Get as specific as possible. Get as specific as you possibly can. It is very easy to tell people that they should be kind, that Jesus was kind and they should be kind. Is that true? Absolutely. But is that helpful? Not so much. It's much more helpful to say that people should do something like write a handwritten note for an unsaved neighbor or coworker 
in that next week for something nice that they had done to you. You know, something like that is really specific and very easy to know if you did that thing or didn't do that thing. It's easy to kind of just convince yourself that you were kind this last week because you didn't necessarily blow up on anyone. When you give a really specific application, then you help people know, are they really living this text out um, in ways that are changing them on a daily basis? And give a few of these. Don't just say, here is the one and only way that you can apply this text. If you're going to get specific, try to give multiple specific examples. Don't just drop one in and say, well, here's what you should do in response to this text, unless you're really going to challenge everyone to do that specific thing. Try to give people some options. Here are some kinds of things that you can do. So that way, even if they don't do one of the four things you mentioned, but they do a fifth thing that's totally in line with the heart of your message and the heart of the text that you just taught, then that's a good thing too, and they're still applying your message. Last, I would say this. Always bring your applications back to the motivation. If we're just telling people, here are a bunch of good things that you should do, we are quickly going to start teaching people legalism. That's no good. Application without Jesus as the motive is what the Pharisees were doing. They were just applying good things that sounded biblical, but they weren't doing it with the gospel at the heart of what they were doing. So in all your applications, it's not enough to just say, you know, prove it in both directions. You have the logical work going forward of here's the text, here's the meaning, here's how you apply it. Once you give them, here's how you apply it, immediately remind them again. And remember, we do this because here's what this text just said, because here's the kind of life that Jesus just lived. If we're giving applications to people and we're not giving Jesus to people, then we may wind up giving people wrong applications. And we may wind up just telling people, do a bunch of good things and then God will love you. That's the opposite of what we're trying to do with applications. We want people to follow Jesus because they know he loves them, because they know that he cares for them, because they know that he's offered a new kind of life to those people. So if we're going to give people application, we need to be very careful to always make sure we're reminding them of the motivation as well. Thanks so much for listening. Remember to check out the Instagram at First Time Bible Teacher. You could share this podcast with family, friends, or any prospective Bible teachers you may know. Ratings and reviews really help in that. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and others, so they can get it any way they need. For more info and for articles I've written, you can head to brianrhiggins.com. There'll be at least one new article this week. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you next time.